going on, everybody? Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we're back with another episode of the Blakemans Podcast, and I am feeling very excited. It is the start of May. Uh, don't know if you're listening to this right as it's going live, or maybe you're going to be listening to it sometime down the road. But uh, just a quick shout out to my listeners. Man, the podcast is growing, and you know what's so funny about entrepreneurship is you you kind of throw yourself into this idea, and you're not even really sure what it is. But you you kind of throw yourself into this idea, and you want to see it grow and develop into something meaningful, and you know, as you've probably figured out, anything worth doing in life just does not happen overnight. And so I remember when I first started my podcast back in October of 2018. And uh, yeah, I think I had something like maybe at the end of the month, maybe there was like 30 listens or 50 listens, or I can't remember, I need to go back and look. And just to see it grow and develop and uh, this last month was our most listened to month out of any other month. We had, I think, around uh, maybe 600, 700 listens, uh, which, you know, for my small channel is something exciting. Uh, I, I think I've told the story of I was listening to a guy who gives podcast advice and he was like, you know, let's say you have a, a podcast and it has like an average, average number of listens and I'm thinking, you know, okay, well, what's this number going to be? And he says, you know, you have an average number of listens. So you have like, I don't know, something like 5,000 downloads. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> so the show is definitely not, uh, it hasn't grown to a level of, um, I guess, quite where I want it to be. But it's, but on the same token, it's growing at a pace I'm happy with. And so what I, I think the distinction between those two things is, I'm not disappointed with where I'm at today. I'm excited and I'm excited for the goal of where I want to go with it in the future. And if this is your first time listening, if you've never listened to this episode, uh, this podcast before, who I am, my name is Blake Benz and I run a company called Good Advice. And that's kind of my mantra as I try to give good advice to people. But it's not like life coaching, life advice, whatever. It's ideally in this realm of business and it's how do you take your baby, your business, and make it into something that's actually meaningful and something you can be proud of. And and more than just like the excitement behind, you know, I'm doing something I believe in, how do you develop something that actually has legs to it? You know, how do you develop something that long-term can actually uh, be financially good for you? You know, and it's like this thing that, Entrepreneurship's been probably the hardest thing I've ever done, but it's this thing where I I continue to meet people who are trapped in their life circumstances, and it's kind of like, you know, rather than doing something about it, it's like, yeah, you know, I think I'll just let the next five years roll on and see what happens. <laughs> you know, I think I'll just let things roll on and just hope that everything kind of works out and. And, and I, I, man, life is just so short. You have to be urgent and assertive with the circumstances you don't like. And so that's kind of what I aim to do with this podcast is I, I'm an encourager at heart, but where I see my business going long-term, I see a growing number of people that I can make a positive difference in and make a positive influence on. And it, it's not because I'm a, I'm a phenomenal person myself. It's, it's literally out of, I, I love to help people. I love to make a positive difference for people. And if I myself as a totally, you know, dysfunctional, broken, 
just random person, if I can make the smallest difference in someone's life, then that's that's what matters and what's exciting, right? And and I and I I don't think that's something that's like overly noble. I think it's something that that chances are most people can really relate to. And I think most people have that same motive deep inside them of, man, I, I want to, it's kind of like the whole, I want to leave it better than I found it type mentality. So the podcast is growing. The business is growing. Uh, I feel like I'm right on the cusp of, and, and maybe I've said this a few times now, and hopefully I won't be saying the same thing like a year from now, but I, I feel like there's a great concept in this book called Good to Great. And he talks about the flywheel. And I've, I think I've mentioned this before, but you know, for the circumstances you want in life, there's this sense of momentum, this sense of winding up that you have to actually get to, to actually create the circumstances that you want. And that's true for life, business, what have you. It's, it's, you, you don't just, you know, snap your fingers and bam, it's there. I got it. I made it happen. And despite what you may think, there are no overnight success stories. And I don't mean that super negatively. I mean it in the sense of, Everywhere you look where there's an overnight success story, it's it's not actually overnight. Like maybe maybe the the uh you know when you're rolling the boulder and it gets to the top of the mountain and then it starts to, you know, roll down the hill the other side. I think what happens is in an overnight success story is we see the we see the boulder from the moment it was at the top of the peak and started to roll down and we don't see all the work that went into, you know, all the groundwork and the gritty hard, diligent effort that went into actually pushing that stone up the hill. And that's that's kind of where I feel like I've been over the last uh, seven or eight months now. So having said that, one thing that I do a lot of is I give a lot of free advice on Reddit. It's a social media platform. Give a ton of free advice on there. And I do that. I, I haven't had as much time lately to do it. But the reason I do it is because it's a very, it, it does two things for me. Well, really, it does three things for me. One, uh, and it, and I'll be very clear from the get go, it doesn't. It's free advice. It doesn't make me any money. Uh, I have an alias on there, and so it doesn't do anything for my brand. You know, it's not. I'm not building momentum of my brand, which you know, it, it'd probably be good if I was in some way. But uh, three things I get out of it. One, I get to sincerely help people, especially on the days that I'm feeling low that I'm feeling like, okay, I'm not making a difference. I'm not doing something meaningful. I can get on Reddit. I can find a question and I can find someone who is at the end of their entrepreneurial rope and I can encourage them and give them some things that they can go out and try. So I get to continue to have a di- make a difference. So that's meaningful to me. Two, I get to uh, sharpen my skills. So I get to try out uh, different concepts or different things I'm working on. Uh, and, and here's what I mean by that is, is Every now and then I might get a different spin in my head on a certain topic like management. So I have a different thought on management and, and something pops in my head and I think, okay, that's an interesting take on it. And uh, and we're going to talk about one of those things today, but I'll, I'll think of something and I'll say, I wonder what people think about this idea. And so I'll put it out on Reddit and I'll see what are people, are they receptive to it or, you know, Reddit, just like social media and Twitter and whatever they're very honest and they'll say right off the bat, that's a terrible idea. That's an awful idea. You're an idiot. And so it, it allows me to test out, uh, different ideas and thoughts. Um, and the third thing is it is a very, uh, and, and now I'm even thinking like, does this combine with number two, but it's just a very low risk environment. 
it's an environment where I can stay sharp. I can give advice. I can, uh, you know, I give advice on something and someone says, no, that's actually not how it works. It's this way. So I'm actually able to learn and grow in a very low commitment, low expenses. I'm not paying anything to use the service and it's very much a win-win. I give honest help to people, but I, in return, I'm sharpening my skill set and getting better at what I can do. So typically when I go public with some advice, it's not the first time that I have ever said that before or thought that before. Usually in some way I have used Reddit as a sounding board for my business. Uh, again, just because it is such a, a low risk environment. One of those things that I want to talk about is, uh, and I actually haven't, you know, now that I said that, I haven't uh, bounced this off of people's thoughts on Reddit. But what I have been doing is I've been working with many business owners on uh, actually on Reddit in, in this topic of why is my business not working? And separate from that, I've been having conversations locally with people who their business is going really well. And it's not just going well, but it has the opportunity to become much more successful. And I've been thinking a lot about, you know, what what is separating these people who their business is falling apart versus these people that I talk to who it just clicks, it just works, it just makes sense. And I, what I want to talk today about is your the foundation of your business. It's your business model. And it's not intended to be a really theoretical word. It's not intended to be something that we're not getting into business theory here. Uh, I want to break down this word a little bit. When I say business model, what I mean by this is how does your business operate and function is basically what it means. It's, It's a good way to think of it is, you know, if I was going to just remove the brand name of my company, how does the business operate? So like, uh, Walmart, for example, its business model is it basically allows other businesses to bring their products to its shelves as a one-stop place, and then it marks up those items and sells it for a profit. So it's like it's the central meeting place to uh, sell someone's product for customers. You know, the business model of Blockbuster is we're going to buy all of these, uh, and you've probably already picked up now, I'm going to make fun of Blockbuster at some point, but Blockbuster, I'm going to buy all of these uh, movies, games, whatever, and then I'm going to rent them out uh, to people for profit. So you you have these different companies who they have some kind of business model. And, and if you are in a business, if you have a side hustle, if you have something that is making you money, even the job you have currently, there is a business model in terms of how does this thing function? It's kind of like if you're going to look at the blueprint for your business, it's, it's, it's how does it work? And even moving forward, some things to think about as you analyze your business model, it's, it's, Three things I think of to make it super simple when I think of the business model. And what I'm thinking of is the business model healthy. I think number one, is this, first of all, how do I make money with this business? What am I selling? And and this isn't a marketing conversation. We're not getting into like niche. We're not getting into target demographic. We're just very simply saying, what what am I selling? And what's the price on that? What am I, What what is going to eventually put money in my pocket? The second question is, what does it cost me or what does it take to sell that? And then the third question is, is there a way for this to scale 
as much as I want it to. Here's, here's what I mean by this. I was talking to someone who they wanted to open a restaurant. They wanted to open a bakery. And they were talking about, okay, our idea is we want to basically sell homemade biscuits, bread, scones, you know, all these different things. We don't have a miller. Uh, we don't think it actually mills the wheat. We don't have, um, you know, an oven. We don't have all of these things. And so what they're going to sell are these actual, you know, baking products uh, fresh to whoever, whoever's coming in in the morning. And the cost to actually operate the business, the cost to actually make this happen is all this equipment that they need to actually do it, including, you know, uh, and, and not getting overly specific, but including things like the place that they're going to rent, lease, whatever, you know, advertising. And, you know, and, and this conversation can get, as you can already imagine, it can it, be, it can become a very conflated conversation of um we're, we're thinking of like 12 different things. Oh, I didn't think about this cost and this cost. And I, I don't really want the conversation to go that way. I'm more just thinking, okay, what, is it, what does it take? What do I spend to get money in my pocket? What do I have to spend to make this business function? And what do I spend daily, weekly, monthly, and what have you? And, and as you can probably guess, this is where the conversation really breaks down for people because two different things. One, you have people who operate out of very grandiose ideas that are totally impractical. So it's like, hey, I want to start my bakery tomorrow. I have zero dollars and zero stuff. Blake, can you help me? Or I've told the story before of the guy who called me uh, maybe six months ago and said, I want to be a traveling door-to-door fitness expert where I go to people's homes and I coach them, train them, whatever, and they can do it all in the comfort of their own home. And I said, awesome. Well, how are they going to, how are they going to, um, how's that going to work? And he was like, well, that's, that's where I need your help because I don't have a car and I don't have a phone and I live in an area that's extremely rural and no one, I mean, there's, there's not a person for the next 10 miles. I mean, it's, it's like 140 people live here. So, People sometimes they they it's it's a t- it's tough for them to really break down and evaluate why their business doesn't work. And the reason I'm having this conversation is whatever entrepreneurial idea you have, or maybe you're fully entrenched in a business right now, and 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 this could be for profit, nonprofit, whatever. You're you're in some kind of system right now. If your business model doesn't work from the get go you are building a house of cards for your business. And here's what I mean by this. The moment you try to grow this thing, scale this thing, make more money with this thing, the moment you try to turn it into something meaningful, it's going to collapse. And it's going to collapse in a way that it's going to take up all of your attention fighting fires instead of recognizing that the the fire worth fighting isn't like these little symptoms that have popped up. It's the fact that your business model doesn't work. The foundation is, it's broken. The foundation is cracked. I mean, it's it's... It's a model that simply does not work. And I'll talk to people who, and and not that there aren't businesses that can work this way, but I'll talk to people who they'll say things like, well, I have a subscription type service, but I really won't, the way my business operates, I have to pay so much to maybe get that person or maybe for the business to operate, I have to pay this amount. 
I really don't make money on that person until month six. And there's plenty of businesses that operate this way. For the small business owner though, there is so much inherent risk that you are setting yourself up for failure. A thing to think about even for myself is, I remember I was working for uh, one company before where you had your salespeople and you had your, your coaching or consulting people. And the margins were very slim for the business. We weren't operating, we weren't operating in a way where, you know, we were like incapable of growing. But the way we operated was it it just didn't make sense on paper. It didn't, it didn't click on paper, especially as you're trying to grow it to new revenue goals. It's like, okay, we're we're doing 1.5 or maybe we're close to 2 million in revenue. How do we go to 3 million in revenue? Well, that's really not doable because the way our business operates is Every time we grow, we have to not only bring on a new coach, we have to bring on a new salesperson as well. So there's, there's, all, there's all these expanding things related to our capacity that do not make sense. Well, whenever our company revamped itself and restructured ourselves, we brought that sales and coaching person into one position and it made much more sense from a business model perspective. And in having conversations with people who I've talked to recently who have very successful business models, it it usually comes down to this gap between what it costs to run it versus what I get paid to for my service or my efforts. And so what I mean by this is a friend of mine runs a SEO, uh, actually not SEO, it's, it's a um, basically a website maintenance service. So he'll handle like the website hosting, he'll handle, you know, uh, the security of your website, it's, it's a long list of all these things. And it costs him something like $7 a month to actually do this for you. Well, what he charges, he charges $50 a month to do it for you, to get you as a client. Now, right off the bat, some of my listeners may be thinking, well, that what's up with that? Like, why, why does he charge so much for, uh, you know, something that only costs $7? And what I would, you know... Uh, wake you up to is understanding that the value is in one less thing that you now have to worry about for your website. It's, it's something where it's like, okay, to not have to worry about this and I have to teach myself to do this. I will pay this person 50 bucks because it's that the time saved is worth it in my mind, especially if I'm working with client data, I don't want that to get hacked or lose that. And so I'm willing to put the $50 out a month for peace of mind because 600 bucks in a year, it's really nothing. Well, so his margins are so healthy, his business is so healthy from a model perspective, he's clearing $43 a month on basically every client he takes. Well, I have another friend who has a very similar set of circumstances where the business model is so, it makes so much sense from a foundation standpoint, it has allowed him to do some really creative stuff for his business. And and maybe that's maybe that's where this conversation needs to go because I, I find myself in, in conversations with people often on, you know, Blake, I'm trying to do the things that you're recommending from like paying employees more to recognizing people to incentivizing people or, you know, for, to even like more technical things like we want to pivot our business in some way or we want to try to innovate in some way. And... Sometimes I, I have people who have this conversation with me and their business is, it's falling apart. I mean, they're losing thousands of dollars. And sometimes it's hard for people to realize that the reason their business is falling apart, it's not these symptoms that are popping up. 
it's it's the business model does not make sense. And often we're so involved in the business, we're so like totally in the weeds of our business, it's hard to get an outside perspective and realize, okay, this is broken. This is dysfunctional. It actually reminds me of the person who I was talking to, I guess a few weeks ago, and we were talking about his business that it was going okay at first. It's not going very well now. And I said, well, how does how does your business work? And I don't even remember what he sells. Let, let's just say he he uh, sells insurance or something. And I said, well, how's that going? And he's like, it's going fine. Uh, it's not going very well. I'm losing money now, basically. I'm, I'm losing uh, a certain amount of money every month. It's no longer profitable. I think I want to bring on a new employee to go out and get more sales. And how can I go about and do this the right way? And I, the conversation I had with him was I said, okay, let's, let's reframe this a little bit. If we break the conversation of business model down to how do I make money versus what do I spend, you're engaging in a very risky mindset because the issue is you already have two salespeople on your team, which he did. He had two salespeople who were going out and selling on his behalf. And I said, you have a team of three counting yourself. Right now, you are not functional. Bringing on a fourth people, fourth person is not going to make you profitable because assuming those two people are doing the best they can do, as you bring on this new staff person, you're also bringing on the cost of the salary to pay them or the compensation, whatever that package looks like for the person. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to solve the business through a means that it's nonsensical. It, it doesn't make sense from a business model perspective. It's I'm going to take on this capacity to try to make more money. And, and I don't know if you're, you, for my listeners, I don't know if you're still hanging with me here because I'm, I know I'm, I'm probably getting really in the weeds here. What I was telling him was I said, here's what you need to do. If your business does not work with just you, just you by yourself, there's no reason to bring on more employees. And here's what I mean by this. The reason you bring on a new employee is because you have proven the business model works and you are working that business model to profitability to the point where you no longer have the space and time to scale the business. You know, you by yourself, you can only meet maybe, I don't know, five people a day. To go to 10 people a day, you can't you can't double you, you can't clone yourself. So what you do is you go on, you hire someone else who can do that for you. So I said, let's 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 back this up a little bit because we're not functional. We're not working right now. The business is not making money. Talk to me about how much money do you make just by yourself? And I was thinking this conversation was going to go a few different ways because I was thinking, you know, is the issue his two employees? Are they just not productive? I mean, where's really the pain point? I'm kind of just analyzing this. And I say, how much money do you bring in by yourself? He goes, well, I don't, I don't bring in any money by myself. And I'm kind of like, uh, well, what, what do you mean you don't bring any money? And he's like, well, I just, I, I just, you know, I just run the business. My two salespeople are the ones who they go out and they sell and they get the business for the business. And I said, well, and it kind of felt like that scene from office, office space where it's like, what exactly do you do here? Cause I was like, so you, you answer the phones like you, you, and he's like, oh no, the salespeople, they also do that too. And I was like, like, so what do you, what do you do every day? And he's like, well, I, you know, I check in on them and make sure that they're doing the job well. So, you know, that's, 
and right now we're losing money. So that's why I want to bring on another person to get them out into the field. And I said, okay, your, your business model is broken. Because what you're wanting to happen, and, and not that this can't work anywhere else, you know, where there's there's plenty of examples of people who, you know, they sort of manage people and they take a cut of what's happening. I said, but as an entrepreneur, you've created this business that you don't even do anything for it. These people on your behalf are going out and selling and tomorrow they could wake up and say, you know what, I'm doing everything. I really don't need this person I'm just going to go quit and do it myself. You know, it doesn't really make sense. What makes more sense is if you by yourself, you have a profitable business, you have something that's making you money. Now let's grow it, scale it, let's bring on someone else. And it's hard for people to realize my business model doesn't work. The way I make money versus the amount of money that I'm spending to operate this thing does not work. And, and I mentioned this already, but it's, it's hard to recognize that when you're in the thick of it. And so I, I feel like I'm talking to two different people today. I think I'm talking, I feel like I'm talking to the person who your business model isn't working. Right. And so it's kind of like, it's like, uh, I mean, I'm losing money. What's going on? What do I need to do different? You know, some things to consider when, when we talk about cost, one of the biggest costs to any business is overhead. Am I spending too much on people? And it's not a very sexy conversation. It's not a very exciting conversation. But do you have 20 people who are doing the job of 10? Or I think about my last company. We had a staff of 40. We went down to 10. And we made almost the same amount of money. I think we did something like 1.3 million in revenue. The year before, we did something like 1.8 million. So, I mean, we lost seven-eighths of the staff. Or excuse me, uh, math's hard, guys. We lost three-fourths of the staff. And yet still made a lot of money with a heck of a lot less capacity. And that's because we drilled down on what's everyone's job, what's everyone responsible for, where can we combine positions, where does it where where does it make sense for how our business operates moving forward? Or, you know, another way to approach this, it's it's where we get into the conversation of innovating and pivoting. It's 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 why I feel wary for long-term businesses more than new businesses because I get into conversations with people who say things like, "Well, that's how we've always done it," or "That's how we've done it over the last 10 years." And if you say that about your business, you are probably ensuring the failure of your business. And what I mean by that is the longer you're stuck in the mentality of what worked for me in the past, it's going to prevent you from recognizing how do I need to innovate as I go innovate as I go into the future. As the marketplace is changing, as people's needs, wants, interests are changing, you know, this model has worked for me up till today. How does it need to operate moving forward? So don't fall into the trap of saying, well, that's how we've always done it, that's how we've always approached it. Instead, think of it as, okay, what needs to happen going forward? You know, if our, if, if we, you know, if our restaurant has always had this, this certain, these five certain positions from this chef to this chef to this, maybe you don't need those five different chefs. You know, maybe, maybe there's another way to approach it. Maybe there's already, chances are there's probably already a business who's figured it out and they've made it work and you just need to imitate what they're doing. On the flip side, my other side of my audience is I think there's people out there who you have something that really makes sense from business model perspective. 
and you have the business where you know you're the one spending seven dollars and making fifty bucks on every person, or you know your only cost is just your time. You have an opportunity in front of you to be extremely creative, and it goes back to my point that I made earlier in the in the episode where. I'll talk to people who they'll say, I want to do what you're telling me to do, but I just can't because things just, things are falling apart right now. And it's like, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. You know, out of the success of your business, that's how you innovate and that's how you be creative. And that's how you create new products and new programs and new services because the success of your business is opening up space to indulge in other opportunities. And, and, and not that you need to be just silly you know, wasting your money in, in 10 different places, but it's worth recognizing, okay, I have a little bit of, sp- a little bit of space here, a little bit of breathing room. What can I do? And so talking to my, my friend yesterday who has the, the maintenance plan website where, you know, he's charging $50 a month. He was saying, you know, what if I, you know, what if I run a special on $30 a month? What if, why don't I try that price point? You know, why don't I try $70? You know, just conversations on price. You know, what does it look like to, offer an incentive, a referral fee, or excuse me, a referral bonus to a company who refers one of their people to me. You know, if I have, if I'm working with like a website or excuse me, an online business and they refer their clients to me, I mean, how do I cut them a deal? You know, I, all these different ideas are doable because he has a successful business model. And so if you do have that successful business model, you have something that it feels like it's just working it's worth it to you to take advantage of that, to be creative, to innovate, and to see where can this thing go? You know, how do I scale this thing now to something that's a lot more profitable for me? That's really what I wanted to focus on today. It's kind of a, I mentioned in the weeds a few times, it's it's a very granular topic, but I think the reason it's so important is because if you don't spend the time getting this right for the get from the get-go, your business, there, there's a breaking point it will get to eventually. There is a point where, you know, it's it's once you get to that position, it's where the business, I call it the house of cards. I mean, it just starts to fall apart. If you enjoyed this episode, if it gave you a hand, send me an email, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. Man, I, I always appreciate texts, emails. I, I respond to all of them. And uh, a friend of mine actually sent me a text today with, uh, he snapped a pic of the podcast playing on his phone and you know, that, that kind of stuff I appreciate it. I, 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 again, I do this because I love to make a difference in people's lives and it is a total privilege for me to be able to do that. Other than that, I'll catch you later. See ya.